Welcome to another episode of Base News Network. I am Kayo, aka Punk Revolution Now, here with Sophie, aka Joan of Arca. Say hi, Sophie. Hello there. And first, let's address the elephant in the room, which is... Last episode, we said that Donald Trump was going to get arrested on Tuesday, and he wasn't freaking arrested because he freaking trolled us. Boo. Boo. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's kind of one of those situations where you don't know what you have. You don't appreciate what you have until you don't have it anymore. Because last episode, (laughs) I was, yeah, last episode, I was like, I don't know if I want Trump to be arrested. It might not be worth it. There might be political black um, backlash, blah, blah, blah. And now that he's not actually arrested, I'm like, what the frick? Put him in jail. I know it's 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 a tragedy. It, it's a we tragedy for many reasons, and it, yeah, we got trolled. Basically, it made our podcast look not credible. And as Base News Network has never been wrong. This is the first yeah. time we've ever been wrong. So now I understand and why. You know journalists- why? This is we. Ca- this is a big tip to us. We cannot take tips from Trump. Trump is not a reliable source of information, even if it's about himself. So that was our first mistake. Yeah, Sophie, you and I are becoming a part of the elite media class that gets their <laughs> panties in a twist over Trump. Yep. We, we get it now. <laughs> True, yeah, we, we get understand. It now. We get it now. <laughs> he freaking lied to us. He said he was going to get arrested. Yeah, so I think he, sh- he should get arrested for lying. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. No, it makes us journalists look like fools. We were fooled. We were fooled. So, so never take a tip from Trump. Slowly but surely, journalists. we will learn. As as Trump continues more antics, which I'm sure he will, we will learn. We are listening and learning. Indeed. Alrighty. So don't really don't really want to talk more about that freaking orange goofball anymore. So let's move on to the next freaking topic, which is right. a lot more epic. Involves someone who I think is kind of the polar opposite of Trump. Even though they're <laughs> both uh, nepo babies, it doesn't matter. We're going to be talking about Romy Coppola Mars. Romy. Mars being the daughter Mm -hmm. of Sofia Coppola and Thomas Mars. Sofia Coppola, you probably know as an epic movie director. She is the the daughter of Francis Ford Coppola. And she also directed The Virgin Suicides, Marie Antoinette, uh, Lost in Translation, The Beguiled. Lots of really epic films that I like. Yes. It's literally cinema royalty. Yeah, and I'll get into why I like Sofia Coppola later, but um, I didn't know this, but so who, what's his name? Thomas Mars? Thomas Mars is her dad, yep. Yeah, so he's a, he's a musician of, he's the front man of Phoenix, you said? Phoenix, exactly. And Kyle says that they were a big deal. Phoenix was, you know, back in like the mid 2000s, like 2008, 2009 ish kind of era when like indie synth pop was like getting really big with like Matt and Kim and MGMT. And then like Phoenix was another one where like Mm -hmm. you probably will recognize some of their songs because they're so freaking catchy and where you like used in a lot of commercials, like a very cool, fun band for the whole the whole party to enjoy. So basically you got you got a king of epic trendy music and the queen, queen of, of epic s- trendy movies cinema. of cinema come together coming together and having an epic royal daughter named Romy which is the same name as my cat my yeah cat so this this story feels extra personal to us because of the name Romy yeah so Romy's basically the same you know as Ro- your your kitty Romy is like a nepotism baby yeah I guess so well yeah, she's I a princess so. she's owned she's earned her fame I think because but. I'm a musician and you're a filmmaker. <laughs> yes, I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> you made some re- you make some reels I'm, once in a I while. I made some reels before, so I'm I'm basically the same thing as Sophia Coppola. My name is Sophie, so it's almost the same. Valid. Almost there the same go. thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness, this is starting to get a little trippy now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Our daughter's named Romy. Yeah. This is getting crazy. So, Anywho, you want to go ahead and explain what happened to Romy? Sure, I can. So what happened with Romy is she is she so she is basically a part of this nepotism baby class that is entered the zeitgeist, 
that I'm sure you've all like heard this term before nepo baby and it, you know, son or daughter child of a famous person or famous people you know comes from a rich family blah 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 gets involved in acting or or modeling because of their parents you, you know the gist of it so Romy Coppola was banned from using TikTok by her parents and I think I think all social media is that right Kayo? I think it was probably all social media. Yeah, so so she made so somehow she she got a she made a TikTok account and shared this clip and it's a very amusing clip. She's 16 16 years old and she said she was grounded by her parents because she tried to charter a helicopter from New York to Maryland on her dad's credit card because she wanted to have dinner with her camp friend. Um yay. And uh she she's she explains that she's making a vodka sauce pasta, but she admits that, you know, she had to Google the difference between onions and garlic. And then she introduces her babysitter's boyfriend. And first of all, I mean, that was a little bit <laughs> funny because like, oh, she has a babysitter, babysitter at 16. She seems very yeah. sheltered. And anyway, she, made a little ja- she made a little jab in the TikTok saying my parents are never home. Right, right. So and she's, she's having a little bit of a, re- a rebellious moment here, clearly. Re- rebellious moment. Um, she says, my parents are never home, so these are my replacement parents. And mm-hmm. they do- she said, they don't want me to be a nepotism kid, but TikTok is not going to make me famous, so it doesn't matter. And she also she, there was also a very funny part that I think, you know, applied to, applied to you with the, the feminism thingy. Yes. Yes. So there, there was a part. What did he say? He was like. He said, "Oh, uh, yeah." Uh, she was like, "What? What?" Do you, she was like to her babysitter, like something like, "What do you think about the whole helicopter fiasco?" And then he oh, yeah. was like, uh, "I prefer fiasca with an I was a at like, the end." Oh my it's god! Feminist. Is this punk revolution now in the video? Yeah. Like that. That is. That just feels like a punk revolution now bit. So that was kind of funny. Anyway, this video is just packed with like irony and like funny jabs and like all sorts of there's a lot to unpack with this this short clip. there's a lot to unpack i and love it i love it i think it's i think it's a masterpiece i mean i i've been seeing articles call it like oh we're at like the third generation of coppola filmmakers like this is an incredible short film and yeah yeah i've also heard that well like Sofia Coppola's daughter is essentially a a Sofia Coppola character, and yeah, and it, it, the, 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 I feel like overwhelmed because there's just so much to to unpack here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because like if you told me like yeah, Sofia Coppola and the front man of Phoenix have a daughter, I'd probably be like, oh, that's probably like they're probably really cool because their parents are really cool. But I've never seen her, never know, didn't even know she existed. Obviously, because her parents didn't want her to be a, a nepo baby, like you said. And how then do you, we how fi- do you feel about that? Oh, go on. Sorry, uh, I'm, I was I'm just, just gonna say. And then we we do get we do get a glimpse of her, and she is in fact extremely cool and extremely funny, and manages to like despite, impress the whole world, despite in a minute being very sheltered, like and uh, you know, sort of limited. Yeah, exactly. Like her her short film, as you you can call it, has commentary about being. Right you know isolated because she's like a part of the ruling class doesn't know the difference between garlics and onions commentary about her relationship with her parents right she's essentially like marie antoinette so i'm gonna go ahead and say if there's any room for it okay to be a nepo baby this is it romy romy mars is the is we give her the pass she's allowed to give her the pass and i mean honestly i was I don't know. I think how do you how do you be a parent if you are like okay, let's say like two very famous people have a child. How do how do you go about raising that child and do you like you know what I mean? I don't know. It's I like there's, know. A, there's a lot to it because I don't know, I'm not in this position, but you you probably don't want your child to be labeled as like a nepotism baby just because, you know, they're your child and you want that child to have their own life and you know not get things handed to them and i can't help but think it's i mean if you think about sophia coppola herself is a nepotism baby 
Yeah, maybe that informed her parenting decisions. I think it did. I mean, she was in The Godfather 3, right? And a bunch of people criticized her acting in it. And I I will say, though, Sofia Coppola has completely, like, proved herself to be a a really good artist. And I, I love The Virgin Suicides. I love... Marie Antoinette I think she's a really good filmmaker so I think she's mm-hmm. earned her her prestige and she she won an Oscar for her screenplay you know so she's I think she's great and like very yeah, talented no, and capable she's absolutely earned it yeah I, I but I, she exactly. is the daughter of one of the most famous filmmakers of all time well I I don't know I mean I just I I think whatever whatever policy you have on how you want to raise your kid it's very clear that if you have someone like Romy who's your daughter who like it seems like there's nothing you can really do to contain it you know what i mean you like try you try restricting what she's going to do her social media use she's going to find a way and just kind of wow the world probably honestly yeah. probably because Romy is probably a talented smart person probably yeah i mean you know? it, it, it it's like a classic case of like being over protective and not protecting enough or or being making your child overly visible or not visible enough it seems like she doesn't really have any agency so she's acting out by making yeah, this tiktok yeah, exactly. and exposing her parents for not letting her have social media and that's the brilliance of the film is just like yeah. so many layers so and many this layers. is this just seems like a sofia coppola character come to life and how oh, so? Could you explain that? Could you explain it to me? As sure. Who... Have you never seen any of her films? I I honestly I don't think I've ever sat down and watched a full one. They've always been on my oh, top really? of to watch list. You know, like because oh, I we I, should I know watch she... them. I know we should. I know. I know. I, but... I love I love them. I think she's I, really I, great. I know I know all about them. I've just never like Virgin Suicides, Lost in Translation, and Marie Antoinette. Like I've heard Lost of in all Translation about is not my favorite, even though a lot of people love it. Um, but I'm a big I really like the Virgin Suicides, and I I really do love Marie Antoinette. Um, and I would say that the the, the Sofia Coppola character is kind of like a uh, like a teenager who's kind of rebellious and sort of sheltered, but like acts out. And like for example, the character um, of Lux. Libsyn in uh, uh, the Virgin Suicides. She belongs. She's in a family of like four other sisters and or five sisters. And she, her mother is like extremely domineering and religious and doesn't let her go out or see boys and stuff like that. So as a result, she's very like flirtatious and like you know sleeps with guys and stuff and like smokes and drinks and like sneaks out. You know, so she's sort of this like very manic. Um, like rebellious uh free soul if that makes sense um i mean that's not all that there is to her and that character is very nuanced and i can't really explain it without spoiling the movie but um and in marie antoinette like marie antoinette is just a teenage girl who's like like put into this extremely like high position of power that she can't handle and she's sheltered and she doesn't understand um basic things about like the economy or her politics and you know as a result she's you know killed so what sorry well you know what you all know what happens to marie antoinette you know you know what happens to the french no <laughs> i'm sorry baby I, he didn't know well okay well so 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 in a way i think that that romy mars really resembles that sort of character I think I agree. I think I agree. Um, that that is definitely very funny. So many many layers to it. Yeah. Um, so I think she's gonna be a big star. Based I hope on this so. Video. I mean, I think she's. I think I'm. I'm intrigued by her. I hope this is not the last we hear of her. It probably. Oh, isn't. I doubt it. Um. So pretty exciting. It's always fun when there's like a little behind the scenes with behind the, the scenes. Yeah. See behind the scenes of celebrities. It's. I mean, honestly, like. She has the making, all the makings of like a cultural icon, and I think she's right. 
interested and excited to explore becoming more of a person in culture, pop culture, given her TikTok. And I'm cool with it because she's clearly very entertaining and intriguing. So we shall see how this unfolds. I have a question for you, though. Um, so does this video change your opinion of Sofia Coppola and Thomas Mars? Nah, no. Like, do you, I mean, I do can... you think critically about their parenting? No, I don't. Because I just, you know, I think it's just, yes, yeah, she made a comment about how she's doesn't, they're not home very often. But like, you know, kids, especially when they're grounded, they're going to give little jabs at their parents. And it's like literally just like one little clip. She's so, you know, Romy seems like a generally happy, smart person. And I'm not going to extrapolate too much from her like little like, yeah. passive aggressive jabs from the tiktok even though mm-hmm. i mean it's possible you know it would be disappointing if it'd be kind of sad if it were really the uh-huh. case that she was always just left home alone all the time but like they're also you know like extremely famous busy and famous yeah and, like, i just i think i would rather be born as the daughter of sofia coppola than like 99.9 percent of people out there great point you know? great point <laughs> so yeah, yeah. and i and I don't know much about Thomas, but I really admire Sofia Coppola. I think she's really cool, like, as a woman. Because, I mean, there there are very few successful female directors out there, filmmakers. There's, like, Agnes Varda and stuff. But, you know, like, there's not a lot. There's mm-hmm. the, whoever made American Psycho is is a woman, so she's goaded. Um, well, yeah, and it does seem, too, like, from my experience, a lot of the people who love... Sofia Coppola's films are other women and like teenage oh, yeah. girls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like I think the Virgin Suicides is about how men view women. So mm-hmm. that's like obviously a very like it's it's something that's going to resonate with a lot of women and girls. Yeah, exactly. And I and I'm saying that as a positive thing. Like it's good. This is why oh, it's absolutely. important to have women. But I think men really do respect Sofia Coppola. At least I hope they do. No, no, they do. They do. I'm just, I'm just bringing that up just because, like, it's important to have women directors, so they can make movies that other women can resonate better with than when men try to make movies. It's like kind of, it's sort of frustrating as a woman because, like, movies are never, like, very rarely made by women. So it's just like, I don't know when, like, and this kind of applies to music too. Spirited Away was made by a man, like a boss. It's about a, it's about a woman. It is okay. Actually, Miyazaki makes really good movies about girls. I would say. Yeah. But anywho, like feminist icon. It's not so male much feminist. the content, male feminist indeed. It's not so much the content of the films. Like like yes, it's nice to like see like a film made by a woman about being a woman because it it feels more real, of course. But I think there are plenty of really excellent films about being a woman that are made by men. Um, but what I was gonna say is. Is this is like a common experience? Like when you talk to guy, a lot of guys, not all guys. You talk to a lot of guys, and you're like, "Oh, okay, who are your favorite directors?" They always say men. Who are your favorite artists? They always say men. You know what I mean? Like women aren't really like it. Like women, female artists aren't really like admired by a lot of men. So it's like kind of cool to like see like successful like women in these like avenues be like admired by men as well. If that makes sense, it's kind of like a validation thing. Like, oh yeah, yeah, like, we're capable of like making masterpieces or whatever you know well now we got now we got two women who we know have made masterpieces which yes, is period. Sophia and Romy Sophia and Romy Sophie and Romy yeah Sophie and Romy oh my goodness that's my life <laughs> that's those, that's, those, those, yeah. those are your girls those are my girls all right uh <laughs> sorry I spent to... a lot I spent a long time on this but I just you know I had a lot oh to say. no yeah I want you I definitely want you to get it all all out of your system. I gotta get. I, I think always... I got it on my system now. So, all right. So let's um, let's move on to the next topic, which is about. Well, it's actually about TikTok. Tick. It's more TikTok which is, drama. TikTok is sort of like the main theme of this episode. I mean, there's not gonna be. It's not gonna be completely about TikTok, but there's a lot of TikTok stuff in here because TikTok is in the news. Yes. So we have this influencer, Kathy Vu. Yes. Who uh, she had like 150,000 followers on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, has has since deleted it, I think. But yes. basically, her boyfriend and her boyfriend's friend 
committed a double murder, killed two people, and then Kathy Vu was arrested for helping clean up the cl- crime scene. Yes, uh, and that's, that's the gist of it. That's the gist of it. And her and her boyfriend and her boyfriend's friend who committed the murders they fleed to Vietnam. Yes, and leave um, her behind. And left her behind, and she you know she was arrested and blah not blah blah. Not saying that not saying that she is like being wronged here but it's like damn she did all that work for him and he left her anyway yeah so i just i'm just gonna go ahead and say it so this guy so this guy's freaking hideous her boyfriend mm-hmm. he committed murders as so obviously he's a, like per- personality wise it doesn't sound like he's so great if he's gonna be killing people and he fl- and he fleed and left her and left her behind to deal with the the legal consequences so it sounds like pretty much the worst boyfriend on earth and if you watch Kathy, if you watch Kathy Vu's TikTok influencer videos before she deleted her TikTok, an astounding amount of them were her giving advice to people about relationships, on, right? About relationships, about confidence. Basically, Kathy Vu humbly bragging about how confident and happy she was with her boyfriend, about yeah. how she got her shit together and everything like that. Um, and it turns out she is literally covering up attempting to cover up crimes murder for for murder the ugliest dude you've ever seen about yeah yeah exactly like not to be rude or anything but this guy isn't exactly a 10 you know like i don't know there doesn't seem to be a lot of redeeming qualities about him and i don't know it's but i don't want to there's this is obviously a lot like a much more complex situation here but um I mean, I think she's probably very deeply con- insecure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, or, I, wanted, I mean, you know, maybe she was abused too. I don't really know. Yeah. Know yeah. Yeah. I think that's. Here. I think that's worth definitely worth iterating. Is that you know, in situations like this where you know there's a murder and a woman has to clean up after her husband's murder or whatever, it could definitely be the situation she was manipulated into it, confused you know, lied to, abused, and right. is, like, kind and of, I, like, being... I absolutely do think that she is, is guilty, like, or, or should be, face consequences for this. I'm not saying that she shouldn't be punished for what, 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 what happened. But it is... It's fascinating to see... And, I mean, like, cleaning up after a murder is no easy task. Yeah. The, is extremely the police, gruesome and The police and caught her... The police caught her because they found a receipt that had like bleach and iodine yeah. and a bunch of like r- you know really heavy duty cleaning supplies. So she was clearly yeah. like literally like cleaning up blood and stuff, you know. Oh god, yeah. I I mean, I don't even they didn't get into a lot of details, but like who knows how gruesome it was. So Yeah. Yeah. And it, it seems from what I've seen on TikTok that even after the murder, she was yeah, still making TikToks trips. about and how much she loved her boyfriend and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, and act and it was very strange because in the videos she acts like completely normal, like and happy even. Like I like, am gonna disagree with you. Okay, so yes, she is acting happy and normal. I just mean I, visually. Like, yeah, visually. You can tell that I, she depends on him a lot. Anybody who's making anyone who's making videos about how happy they are is some is like pretty a, a pretty messed up and insecure person. You know, like if you're happy in a relationship, you don't feel the need to post five TikToks a day That's about true. how happy you are and how, and not even that, giving advice to other people on how to be happy in a relationship and find Imagine someone you love. Imagine doing that. How can you live with yourself? Like, I don't know how she could bring herself to make TikToks like saying like, oh, my boyfriend's the best. Like, this is how to be happy in a relationship after she just like covered up a murder. Murders, plural for him. So I, I guess there's something to me, even though this is like a really disturbing story, there's a little bit of poetic justice to it because I am so sick and tired of seeing these phony influencers. I mean, there's tons of them, tons of them on TikTok, mm-hmm. give, like alpha male, you know, pseudo alpha males giving advice. She was kind of like a like an alpha female in a way, you know? Yeah, because she sort of sort of said like, OK, I'm independent, but I also, you know, don't I let my boyfriend take care of me. Which is, you know, that's not horrible advice. Like, it's important to be independent, but it's also okay to expect things of your partner. And, like, like in a relationship, like, both people help each other and take care of each other, right? So, 
I mean, don't it's not the worst. Ad- what? I said, well, just don't kill people. It'd probably yeah, be my exactly, first. Yeah, exactly. Bar- yeah. So, that's I mean, like the, the bar. So, like, set. ultimately, like, it's like, that's not the worst advice in the world, but it's very, it feels like there's like a lot of audacity here to, to be giving advice after after this this incident yeah, exactly. occurred so it's you know you never know what's going on behind the scenes with except don't don't worry i didn't i never covered up any murders for kyle we can talk about that at a different episode <laughs> no no murder no murder N- yeah she no had murder. to she had to clean she had to clean my bathroom one time is all we're gonna say <laughs> i'm oh, just kidding yeah. that did, just kidding well, i've cleaned no. his bathroom but it was out She's of the my kindness of my heart out of the car yeah exactly it wasn't like uh um clean the bathroom and then i'm gonna flee to like los angeles because i'm so embarrassed by what i did to the bathroom <laughs> which is what happened yeah, here so you never know what's going on these days with these these influencers so yeah. be careful so it's it's snake oil it's snake oil yeah you know it's like, true it's i'm true. selling you these these fake ma- mantra mantras you could tell yourself to give you confidence even though i'm such a shallow insecure person i am literally oh i mean i mean if she's abused that's another thing but like yeah we don't know enough right now but i think the main point is like whoever this woman is is deeply insecure and is not in this like she is not as happy as she claims to be let's just say that she is not as confident or secure as she claims to be no authority to be a spokesperson to women on how to like i mean i don't know yeah exactly we already it's also just like a very crazy sensational story so we felt it would be interesting to discuss because tiktok is and tiktok is the wild west and i want to also say too just another kind of weird detail of the story is that so they found like a lot of like money like cash and like pot in the house of the people they killed uh, and the thing is, is like, okay, so yeah, there's there's drugs involved. Violence obviously gets involved when there's drugs and money involved. But the thing is, is that the people who were killed were selling pot legally. They had a small business huh. where they were legally selling pot. So huh. so these guys were killed. They, they, these guys killed these guys over, uh, over a drug that's freaking legal and a transaction that's that was wild. legal. So it's like these guys are so dumb they're so dumb dumb to kill someone dumb to flee and to to you know do this horrible thing to this your girlfriend and dumb to kill someone over you know i understand if like oh i have to kill this person because if i don't i'm gonna go to jail forever because these drugs are illegal nope i'm gonna kill these people because i'm i can't as i'm not a person who's has skills to seems like you know resolve conflicts in a relationship with yeah i agree so it's, Anyways, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. So there's not a yeah. lot of details out here. So I hope I'm not being offensive the way I speak about it. Sophie's but. Sophie likes to be. Sophie is the one who tries to be careful and gentle and not hurt anyone's <laughs> feelings. And I'm the one who just comes out and says, "I'm sorry. This guy's freaking hideous." So good yeah, cop, bad I mean, cop. I, admi- I admire your confidence and you 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 stick to what you believe which i admire i he freaking I, killed people <laughs> yeah oh absolutely yeah no there's he's horrible um i just hope okay. someone like i don't i don't know i'm scared like what if someone listening to this looks like the guy in the well i think there's more to looks than just i mean you can the, i mean oh, he, there's more to he literally than just he, physical. he he has this he has an ugly person swagger like he looks like yeah, he's killed someone true. true you know what i mean true. It's it's it comes from the soul, not the physical appearance. Fair. I think I think he could be beautiful if he wasn't a murderer. <laughs> so <laughs> Exactly. So, so Yeah. Influencers there's and there's more cases of like influencers murdering people. I mean I know the 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 guy the boyfriend wasn't an influencer, but you know, people no. involved with influencers and influencers in general, they're not they're not all they seem. Not so. not all they seem. Besides Sophie and I, which we're not we are, influencers. We're, I'm an influencer. You're an influencer. You might not be an influencer. I'm an influencer. Oh, you're a soylent influencer. <laughs> I'm a soylent. I'm a soylent salesperson. I'm a punk rock enthusiast. I think I'm. I think I've influenced people to listen to more punk. Is all I'm going to say. All right. Fair enough. I don't consider but, myself an influencer. Sophie, you've influ- you've influenced people to to post more memes about deers. Yeah, I I suppose I just I have a bone to pick with the word influencer, and I don't 
like to be lumped in with influencers just because I have a lot of followers. I don't consider myself a... I okay. Like, for example, I'm Valid. A, I don't like influencer marketing. I'm like, it pisses me off, you know? So Valid. That's the punk rock in you now. Yeah, I'm a little punk about yeah. that. I, I'm not I, a fan I, of influencer marketing. I think it's really dystopian. But it is dystopian. It is. And honestly, that brings us back to the story about Kathy Vu. Like, this is the truth about this is the truth about influencers. And, you know, like this Kathy Vu is probably selling stuff, you know, in the same breath about talking about how confident and happy and secure she is. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, yeah, she, she could she should she should do some influence marketing for bleach. Yeah. And so, cleaning supplies. Oh, God. So, yeah, here's the thing with like influencer marketing. And like I study this in school, too. And we we're constantly talking about influencer marketing because it's being cracked down on hard by the FCC or whatever. Right. I haven't heard about this, but. OK, is that is that is the that, right acronym? At the FCC would be the the, the thing. Yeah, that okay, would crack okay. Down Sorry, I just want to make sure my acronym was right. Yes, the FCC is like cracking down on influencers because there's there's gonna there's very soon I think gonna be a lot of like re- more like new regulations that are com- gonna come out and it's gonna be a lot more strict, which I'm I'm happy no. about because <laughs> no, there are a lot of taxes. disadvantages to working with influencers and. One of the biggest one being you are relying on these essentially strangers, like these people to represent your brand. And when things like this happen, it's not a great look for you. They're extremely unreliable and volatile, you know? Sophie. What? As an influencer, (laughs) I would like to say not not all of us are bad. I know. You have a okay. you're, you're special. Well, this is actually an interest. This is actually a very interesting um, point you're bringing, though, because I haven't heard about this, and this to me sounds kind of relevant to like what we do. You know, we're not make we're not. We, by the way, to the listeners, we don't. Sophie and I don't sponsor any products. We don't. We aren't. We aren't. We are not doing any marketing. We don't make any money off our pages or whatever. So it doesn't actually apply directly to us. But I'm just kind of curious because like it's within our sphere of right. If you care about use. social media, which I do, I I. I've like studied social media and I've like worked in like interned in social media. Let's just say she has 155,000 Instagram followers. Yeah. Well, there's also that too. There's also Joan of Arco, which I think I, I play by different rules than an influencer might or a, a brand okay. oh, might. Valid, valid, valid. But valid. from a social media marketing perspective, this is one of the biggest things that we talk about is, is influencer marketing and it's how volatile it is and how, how it's very soon to be heavily regulated. That makes sense. I think that makes good sense. I don't know how I feel about it, but regardless... I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. It's just like... But I guess I'm biased because I I don't enjoy seeing influencers recommending products to me because it feels completely non-genuine. If if and it's Joe Biden, if it's Joe Biden's FCC, I support it. If it's Trump's FCC, I don't support it. It's <laughs> Fair simple enough, as that. Yeah. I true, love true. I love Joe Biden's FCC. Joe Biden's FCC is doing like good like monopoly prevention. So yeah, I will st- so, I'll stand the FCC. So like, I'm I'm all for it being regulated, and I hope I'm not upsetting any influencers listening to this. I I I, I get it. I get it because like. It takes a lot of work to to be do like run a big social media account because I do it myself. And All right, Sophie, let's let's let's. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I think we've got to hop into the next topic because it it just ties so clearly into what we're talking right now about. Okay. Like, it's like this is all just like. Basically, I know you because you you just said I don't want to make any of my fellow social media friends upset. Dot dot dot. Well, we have some news that's probably going to upset you, which is the CEO of tiktok shu zi chu who's actually a guy from he's actually Singapore. he's from singapore he's not chinese he's from singapore right. uh but he had to come to to congress to testify about tiktok because congress is concerned about tiktok uh for national security reasons given that it's uh owned by ByteDance, which is a company from china and in china um you you know if the chinese government asks a company in china to give them data you you basically have to do it 
Um, and there's concern that TikTok, used by over 100 million Americans, maybe has data, maybe has access to all your data. Who knows how much data TikTok has? Maybe it has your text messages and your passwords and your interests and likes and everything. There's concerns that all this data in TikTok, the Chinese government can access it and do whatever they want with it. If they want to sabotage an industry in the United States, blah, 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 they can figure out how to do it through TikTok. Who knows how true this is? Um, and then also concerns that the Chinese government is going to tweak the TikTok algorithms to promote pro-China, anti-U.S. Uh, you know ideas. Lots of concerns. So the CEO, who are uh, you know he's 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 uh, from Singapore, like I said. I don't I don't think he he seems like a really nice guy. He had to testify in front of Congress, and Congress was roasting him so hard, asking him all these questions. And he had to dodge a lot of questions because I think a lot of the answers to these questions are just simply like, yeah, if the Chinese government asks TikTok to give them data, like, of course, he's going to have to do that um, because it's a it's a, a company in China and they have to buy, abide by the, the laws in China. Um, and it's a it's a country where um, there's not very many checks and balances. You know, it's like if the government wants something, they can they can get access to it usually. Um, so, and, you know, there were some thoughts about maybe TikTok and ByteDance could sell their, like, data storage operations to, like, the United States to prevent China from having access to this data. And literally right before the CEO had to testify in Congress, a Chinese representative said, like, we will absolutely not let any part of TikTok be sold to the United States. So that was taken off the table. So it really becomes a, you know, a question of just to make a long story short, it sounds like the United States government right now, like legitimately actually wants to ban TikTok. And I would, I would say they probably are going to like, just to cut to the chase, I would put a 70% chance that this year TikTok is banned in the United States. That is and, absolutely wild to me. I agree. Yeah, and, I agree. But the in general, that's a crazy thing to to grapple with. I'm still grappling with it too. I'm still grappling with it too. And you know, we, we were we were wrong about Trump getting arrested. So I could definitely be wrong here about about um, TikTok being banned in the United States. But you know, this is something that the the so this is something the Trump administration tried to do, but it was stopped in the courts. And from what I've read, it sounds like this is something that Joe Biden and the, the the Joe Biden administration, so the Democrats in power, also want to do. So it sounds like the next step is Congress is going to pass a bill that gives the executive branch more power to ban and regulate platforms, social media, apps, etc., from countries like China and you know Venezuela, wherever you know enemies of the United States that could be a national security threat, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, yeah, it's really hard to wrap your head around it. And I have so many mixed feelings about it because like, really is TikTok really a, is, is TikTok really a national security threat? Like that sounds so hard for me to grasp. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't know. It, I, unfortunately, this is a, a situation where we don't have enough information Exactly. To determine that. Exactly. And it, it's kind of it's kind of true for a lot of social media apps. We don't really know what they have or exactly. what their capabilities are and like where their interests lie. Like you can make some guesses and you have some information, but ultimately this is it's difficult to know what TikTok knows and what the government you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think the thing is is like I, I think it's kind of just a fact from like the Edward Snowden leaks and what we just know about corporations in the United States and the data regulations that exist, which are very limited, like mm-hmm. they, they, I just assume they have access to everything, you know? And, and my thought yeah, process same. is like, if, if Facebook and meta and the United States government has access to everything, why would I care about what the, the Chinese government has access to? Yeah. yeah. I feel the same way. Like I don't, I've kind of accepted it and I don't really care. Neither do I, neither do I. But the thing but is, is like, I know people is, feel differently about it. Yeah, well, this is where the, the element of uncertainty comes in because it could be the case that the Chinese government has zero f- 
interest whatsoever in accessing TikTok data and tweaking algorithms. There have been reports about journalists being tracked down by the Chinese government or whatever with the TikTok data. The United States government has already banned everyone who's in the United States government from having the app. Is it really? You know, I, I don't I don't know. You know, I don't know. I kind of think it's just it just to me sounds like such a stretch to a picture like five years from now, yeah. the Chinese government doing something as drastic as like trying to brainwash brainwash all of us through TikTok data. I I yeah, don't know. I mean, I can't help but feel like it's a, a tiny, tiny. I don't know it's tough, but it feels a tiny bit xenophobic to me. Like, like, yeah, I'm having like, I'm having oh, we got to ban time. this like Chinese app because it's from China. We China's evil. Like, but then again, like, of course, like we know that China's government is very flawed and yeah, I don't, not well, that's super the thing, is like, friendly with the United States. So, I mean, I get it. But to me, it doesn't seem like a, a big threat and I don't really care. Yeah. Um, like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's you know I could be persuaded either way. You know, like if someone could make a really good argument about like these, are, I think that I think the big issue, I think the big question mark is China because the Chinese government's intentions and like how how big of a threat China actually is is very opaque. It's very hard to understand. Like literally how interested is china in having a conflict with the united states because if china actually does want to like invade taiwan etc cetera, etc cetera, then yeah okay I, i'm open to it but it's just like because we don't have that trust in the chinese government right now to not act maliciously like i think it's like it could go either way like it probably is fine like tiktok is probably fine but like yeah. obviously in america people are really like paranoid xenophobic like you said so they'd rather mm -hmm. be safe than sorry and ban stuff um, so it seems like you are you're kind of interested in the foreign policy sort of like foreign relations type of side of this correct yeah, I, I see that's what is driving the conversations in Congress, more so than the like yeah. ADD attention deficit disorder conversations about TikTok. So I'm not TikTok. super concerned about that either, but what, what interests me and sort of going back to what I was, you know, talking about earlier is, okay, what are the implications for for people who use TikTok, who are big on TikTok, who are influencers on TikTok, and, and brands that have, you know, brands are really, especially like, in these past years but like really right now brands are like okay how can we get into tiktok how can we do well on tiktok like, it's all tiktok 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 is everything if you go on linkedin and you look at like social media managing jobs they're all like like video editing and like tiktok strategy like tiktok is huge in this like corporate sense as well and although obviously like i I'm, i don't really do that myself i'm not really big on tiktok and i you know what i mean like I'm interested in the like the business implications of it, I guess, and and also yeah. for like independent people, like like the Joan of Arcas of TikTok, if you will. You know what I mean? Well, I hope they're listening to our podcast because this could be this could be the first time they're hearing it. If they because the headlines, I don't think make it clear enough. You know, I want to. You know, as as someone I think, who's I think they're aware on TikTok. I use TikTok every day. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I've seen some. T yeah, that's true. They're probably aware. They probably know. They better are than definitely I do. aware. They're definitely aware because there's a lot of the TikToks that are like on TikTok. Like if you scroll through your for you page or about TikToking band, they're definitely okay, aware. Okay, well, if you are, if you're skeptical, maybe, and you have a big TikTok, like at this point, start funneling all your followers to whatever other channel, just because this is the time to evacuate, evacuate <laughs> as soon as you can. What did you say? A little fun joke for the fans. Okay. Evacuate yeah, so TikTok. completely agree. I would say, I mean, if you, you, I would, I would get into YouTube or I would get into Instagram. There's Punk Revolution now on YouTube. There's Joan of Arc on Instagram. There's We've YouTube got Shorts and there's Instagram YouTube Reels. It, it's kind of, it, it kind of gives me like a little bit of a conspiracy theory thing. Like, you know, YouTube and, and Meta were already like starting to compete with TikTok and then conveniently for them, just as they're getting their short video infrastructure all built out, TikTok is going to be banned. You know, like who knows? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think that's <laughs> yeah. the case. If the, if the oligarchy is working together. I don't together. think that's the case, but I think that it's very possible that 
as a result of this TikTok ban, at least temporarily, there's going to be f- uh, some funneling going on. And I'm, I, who knows, maybe I'll, maybe I'll benefit from this. And uh, that's not my prerogative, you know, like, I don't really want that to happen. Like, I don't really have any, I don't care, you know, like, I, I gain followers organically and I don't like need an app to shut down because I want more followers, of course, but it'll be interesting to see the implications. And I'm also interested in, okay, if TikTok is banned, people clearly have this intense craving for short form videos. And you know, what is it with short form videos getting banned and freaking deleted like Vine and now TikTok? It's like the, there's, there's something about those short form videos that like is- They're cursed. They're cursed. So one thing that I also think is being underrated in the conversation is like weighing the pros and cons. Like if you're just thinking strictly from like a America maintaining power in the universe perspective, which is like I think what the perspective that wants to ban it is is like fear of China undermining the United States. You gotta th- you gotta remember that like the United States, a big part of what makes America so powerful is literally that like the whole world is interested in the cultural output of the United States. There's we right. have, we've got like right. all the movies, the music, the influencers. Yeah, if we didn't that have is, that like we would be hated beyond belief and we already are, but that's like exactly. our saving grace. Our saving grace is people like the content America pumps out. And if you cu- if you cut off America from TikTok and the whole world is continuing to use TikTok, then maybe France is going to be the next you know, influencer capital where, and then America's being like, oh, remember that old country America that like elected Trump and cut themselves off from TikTok and is like not relevant anymore? Like, that's it. America's yeah, done for. I mean, for. honestly, that would be kind of cool. Maybe it would be cool. Maybe maybe let's we let, need let America. Let someone else control the culture. The and I have to culture, say, pop culture, I would, whatever. I would leave America. I mean, uh, yeah, but yes. Uh, but I was going to say too, one last quick thing I just want to say about this topic because it's like there's a part of me that dri- is like driven a little bit crazy about concerns of like the CCP tweaking TikTok algorithms to promote pro-China content when literally Elon Musk explicitly bought I was gonna say Twitter. That. I was gonna he say explicitly that. bought Twitter to tweak the Twitter algorithms to be more quote unquote balanced which is how he wants it to be. And then literally all you see is Elon Musk replying to alt-right people. Like Elon Musk openly tweaked the algorithm to be more alt-right friendly. And no one bats an eye. No one thinks right. twice and, about and that. And That's who's just like to say, a given. Who's to say that American social media policies aren't a national security threat? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's very, you know, like I said, I could be persuaded either way. I could be persuaded either way. But I definitely am picking up like a lot of this is just xenophobic, like xenophobia being used as a political wedge, you know, to, to benefit political like politics and like approval ratings and stuff because it makes it makes Democrats and Republicans seem like they're protecting us from the Chinese, blah, blah, blah. Right. So I think what's going to happen if TikTok gets banned, which you seem to you're you seem pretty convinced that it will. I have I know we you kind of started to conclude this segment, but I I do have like some questions I want to just discuss very briefly. And number one, like, is this going to piss off a lot of like young people? (laughs) I think it will. It will. But I do want to. Yeah, it it will. But I want to say real quick that like, I think there's lots of people who are probably already like developing copycats of tiktok in the united yes, states that was the second point i was going to make is there's going to be a, a a gap you know there's going to be a yeah. there's going to be a like a niche that needs to be filled right so yeah so i'm sure so, there'll be a copycat app very quickly so i'm sh- you know it's going to be okay people who like tiktok content but yeah um I, i'm curious like politically like if young people are gonna like really really pissed like I they'll be like know. like oh i hate joe biden oh i hate republic you know like that's a great honestly that's a great question i don't know because i mean you know obviously a lot of young people don't vote so I, I think joe biden's fine with like angering a lot of 17 year olds 16 year olds but who knows who knows it's, it's not it's just, just it's joe biden depressing, though it's honestly. it's both it's both democrats and republicans 
If both is, Democrats it, it, and Republicans are pissing off young people, what are the implications of that? I don't know. I will say AOC, a favorite of young, you know, left-wing people who are in, in, interested in politics. She did come out and say she is she she's not in favor of banning TikTok and she thinks um the United States is she said like putting the cart before the wheels or whatever. So and I don't know and I I I kind of agree with her on that. It's kind of funny like she is she is kind of seen as a voice of like the younger more left-wing America progressive America and she's coming out and saying she's against it. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how the pol- like the politics play out. I just think you know thinking of like the median voter in America, which is like right. probably some white you know yeah, dude they probably in his don't 50s. Care. But TikTok is very popular care. among a lot of age groups though. We I would I'm very I'm very interested to see how this like to me this seems me extremely too. drastic. This, this is drastic. This, this is going to be like the new like the social network movie. Like they're going to make a movie about TikTok's fall from grace. It's ac- it's actually a really really intense intervention. It's literally one of the most it's like literally the most popular app. And honestly, I would banned. rather TikTok be banned for its like mental health pro- issues rather than like honestly, like and even though I don't necessarily agree with that, but like you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I like, mean, exactly. Why Why are, Why are? isn't there a... I'd uh, rather be, like, I, I'd also rather, I, I'd rather that the, our government address more meaningful things. Like, maybe, I agree. like, not to sound like a liberal, 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 but, like, guns. Like, <laughs> can you guys please ban guns? Like, I'm in college, I don't, I'm scared of, like, getting shot in school, you know? Yep. It's definitely per- it's definitely perplexing. Like this TikTok maybe possibly is a national security threat, maybe, and then it's like everyone all of a sudden immediately let's all go ban it. But then there's like actual things that are like absolutely objectively very much having an immediate impact that like you know it's just no no conversations at all. You know. Yeah. So, so it's a great it's a great point. Oh goodness, I didn't realize how long we were talking about this stuff. So. <sighs> it's okay. Do you want to get into Lana quickly? Yeah, let, we'll do the next two topics. We'll just give five minutes to each. If okay, that sounds good. So, to you. Lana Del Rey new album. What are your impressions? First impressions. My first impressions are some some pretty darn good songs here in terms of melodies and Lana Del Rey's vocals and kind of versatility. But I it to me like the negative the things that hold it back are so irritating to me that I just, I can't get into it. Yeah. What what songs did you enjoy? Let me get my phone up. I enjoyed Paris, Texas. I like that one too. That's probably my favorite. I enjoyed, let me see. I got it up in here. Um, Like, I I like Candy Necklace. I kind of liked that that song. I like that song too. I didn't, there were some lyrics I didn't like though. That's true. That's true. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, it's it's you. You said to me earlier that you felt like it was lopsided, and I feel like yes. that's the perfect way to describe it. Like it's so intensely lopsided. Where and like, also oh, there's just awesome. like this. There's this like weird like trap moments going on that I feel that feel like out of place to me. And I just you know I know she's I know this is like kind of her thing and it's kind of somewhat maybe intentional, but like. There's just so many cliches. Oh yeah, like, I mean that's Lana's did, thing. Is, is did that. you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? Yeah, no, like, that that just really irritates me. It's like ugh. it's just like it's like it's like I'm starting to think it's not a bit, you know? Oh, it's not. It's not a bit. It's not. And a bit. there's like I, a little bit know. of self awareness, like sometimes, but it's usually I don't think it's most of the time I don't think it's a bit. And don't get me wrong, guys. I love Lana Del Rey. I just love her in a very complex way can we talk about the judah smith interlude real quick oh god that was that i hated that i'm sorry so so this was a this was a an interlude where there was a a pastor and it was like a it was a pretty long interlude and like the pastor is just rambling on about crazy stuff and lana del rey was like kind of chuckling to herself about you know repeating the funny stuff he said and this pastor is like a notorious like homophobe horrible person 
like a very like right wing crazy lunatic Christian lunatic. And like I see like and it's just like okay, this is like kind of a weird weird thing. And I see this like this Daily Beast article headline that's like Lana Del Rey's interlude with Judas Smith is deeper than you think. And it's like Judas Smith you might think that she's endorsing Judas Smith, but actually she's making fun of Judas Smith by putting him him in the album. And it's actually a critique of Judas Smith. And it's like, okay, that's a tweet. You don't have to write a freaking article about that. That's a freaking tweet. Yeah, and second I off mean, Yeah. And second off, that's not very deep and not very interesting. I know. It's like I don't want to listen to this. Like this just This sounds like it it feels like a freaking like Kanye interlude, but like way worse. Yeah, there's just that's what I'm saying. It's like there's just like like so many like albums, especially hip hop albums that feature pastors, you know, and like I it guess like felt, this is it like felt an, cli- it felt like a cliche that that was poorly executed. Yeah, and I, I was thinking a lot. So, oh, sorry, I I know oh, I'm doing ahead, a lot of talking ahead. here. I was just you you made a really good point though that I wanted to bring up was which is like you kind of said that like for all of Lana Del Rey's flaws. It's kind of entertaining to listen to her because she sometimes like still manages to surprise you with like some really good stuff. Yes. I am of the opinion that you know, this is my opinion. I think that this new album is better than her previous two releases. I think it's better than Come Trolls and I think it's better than Blue Bannisters. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, no question. So, the bright side here, this is an improvement, okay? In my opinion, this is an improvement. I think that it is Better than those two, it's not as good as is Norman effing Rockwell. I think that's her her quote unquote masterpiece, and I don't know is it fair to call Lana album masterpiece? I don't know, but relative to all of her other music, I think it's it's her by far her best songwriting. There are very few moments in in uh, uh, Norman effing Rockwell that I actually cringe. There are some lyrics I'm like, oh, that's kind of cringe. But usually, it's I think it's great songwriting. Like I think there's a lot of really good songwriting in there, and the songs are good. And like all this time, I'm like, please, like I need another album like that from her. And I think I saw like little glimmers of that in this album with um, uh, Paris, Texas, and and uh, uh, fingertips and. Uh, uh, I kind of liked the grandfather song, Grandfather Stand on My Among Us. Where I Among like that Us. one. I like that one. I like that one, but that's also the song where she has a, a line where she's like, I'm a white woman, but I haven't good intentions. So you know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's a good song, but oh, wait, she it's ruined a, by the worst lyric you've ever heard in your life. She writes a great song and then just has to throw a little something in there to remind you, I don't know, that you're listening and to And I Lana guess Del maybe Rey. that's the fun of Lana, that there's she's flawed in that way. Where, I don't know, it makes her a little more real. I don't know. She's such an enigma. But, you know, there's going to be some songs that I'll continue to listen to from this album. But overall, it's like, uh, it's a little disappointing. So hopefully, I hope, you know, I haven't lost faith in her. I think I think she'll I think she'll turn in a turn out a good album eventually again. I liked the instrumentation on this album. A good amount. Oh, me too. I didn't I wasn't a big fan of the trap stuff. But no, I didn't like the trap stuff. Either. I think like there's some very beautiful like orchestral moments and piano. Um, I really liked that sound from her, and that that's mm-hmm. why I, I think that's like part of the reason why Norman Rockwell is so good. Yeah, I like how you put it, where there's like hints of the genius of Norman Rockwell coming through, but like while Norman Rockwell minimized the cringe, this out al- this one definitely like brings it to a, yes. a pretty high level like i think some of those i mean pitchfork gave norman effing rockwell a 9.4 like it's like critically acclaimed you know what i mean like yeah, it's yeah it's and i think it deserves i mean i don't know if i would get a 9, 9.4 but it, it, i don't know it's just sad because i mean i, I liked it I, I think i I gave a review of it and I gave it like an eight point something so yeah yeah no i love i love that album i love it i I think that they're like this song, the greatest hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have, but I have it. <laughs> it's a crazy ass name. Uh, the song Norman Effing Rockwell, Mariner's Apartment Complex. I think the greatest. Those are all really incredible songs, and the songwriting is really good. Venice Pitch, like it's a great album. There's like maybe one song I don't like. So what? What? What's your favorite? Would you say Paris, Texas? Like, what's your favorite of the um, new one so far? I think. 
it's either Paris, Texas, or finger. I like the song Fingertips a little. Did you like that one? Yeah, I think I think you and I both agreed that like this section from like Fingertips yes. to yes, Grandfather. Yes, that section was the best. Yeah, and the Father John Misty song was okay. It's okay. It's a little bit, cl- little bit like sappy for me. Yeah, but the song features um, bleachers. But it wasn't like, like offensively bad. Yeah, it was comparably comparably better than the, some of the other songs on the album. But I think I liked when I liked fingertips. Uh, fingertips uh, that one. I think her songwriting was the best on. I think, like she talked about like stuff in her life. Like she talked about her like uncle's suicide and like the death of like a boy she liked when she was young and like how she was, she was institutionalized very young for alcoholism. And, like at fifteen, she was sent to a boarding school and like rehab. So she, you know, she talked about like very personal things that were very real and not really cliche, if that makes sense. And she also talked about her sister yeah. having a baby, yeah. and like, like being like confused if she can ever like have a baby herself like i don't know i thought it felt very personal so i like that one a lot absolutely that's a good point you know i I think sometimes she really you know you're right it's like a it's a roulette are you gonna get lana being cringe are you gonna get her trying to be like she sometimes i feel like she acts like she's just too cool for all of this you know like yeah. she puts a she puts a lot of effort into tr- trying to pretend that she doesn't care. That's know? true. That's true. And I think she's someone who know. cares a lot, though. She does exactly, and that's the kind of thing because she clearly does care a lot. So it's it's just kind of adds she's, to like she's the a roulette. woman of contradictions. I think. Valid point. Valid point. So I'm gonna be honest. I'm probably never gonna listen to this again unless I need to, uh, maybe. I mean, if I maybe I'll give it a full video review. <laughs> And then yeah. I'll have to listen to it a few more times to really flesh out my thoughts. Yeah. But I was I if I were a Lana Del Rey fan, I think I would mostly be satisfied though. That's how I feel. I feel like okay, here are some ni- good songs that I'll listen to later. But as a co- cohesive yeah. unit, probably not. Gotcha. All right. Um any other last thoughts before we move into our final segment? Um I don't think so. All right. So We'll do this one also kind of brief, just like another five-minute review of a movie a movie that is actually a genuine work of art with no cliches whatsoever, <laughs> Cocaine Bear. Yes. I was pleasantly so, surprised by Cocaine Bear. I thought it was a, a pretty solid film. So I, I, I think I went into the movie expecting to feel entertained by it mm-hmm. and like maybe give it like a three out of five. And I think I left the movie feeling that but like absolutely shocked by how elaborate the movie is yeah it was a lot more complex like complex like it deals with like issues with like of like like there's like a big like theme about like parent like relationships with your parents and stuff like that was like a big theme yeah yeah like multiple like plot points intertwining with different stories like it got really complex it got complicated it got complicated but the fundamental like thing that obviously makes the movie the movie and that makes it so you know irresistible to go see is that you have like these occasional scenes where a bear on cocaine like just rips people apart and it's and they show a lot oh my goodness the gore is horrifying i it was like some of the honestly like some of the worst gore i've seen in a while yeah i yeah it it definitely has that shock factor it's It's like people getting shot and like yeah, their brains like being I had to like I like had that. to like hide in Kyo's chest a little bit during this film because it scared yeah. me. In a way, there's something about it that reminds me of Human Centipede. Mm. Uh, it's it's a better movie than Human Centipede, and it's it's like in ter- in terms of like the actual plot and movie atmosphere, nothing in common with Human Centipede. But just the fact that it's like an outrageous concept that you kind of like need to go see to believe. I think that's what it has in common with the human centipede. And I feel like cocaine bear is going to be a movie like, Oh, you got to watch this. This is crazy. And there's like, Oh, the ambulance scene in cocaine bear is so messed up. Like you got to go see that, you know? Oh yeah. That was terrible. That was so scary. So you, you're, you, you were, you were looking away and it's a good thing you chose to look away at that point. I mean, I'm sure you saw a lot of it, but there was, there was some stuff that while you were looking away, you like literally missed some of the absolute most horrifying gore in the entire movie. Okay, when we're done with this podcast, can you tell me what it is? Because I really want to know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay. But you, like, there, that that was, like, oh, my. Like, that was, like, maybe, like, the 
you know the big freak the big like shocking scene in the movie hereditary yeah where it's like you're gonna leave that movie absolutely with that horrible scene like seared into your brain I kind of felt like like that was like the the equivalent in Cocaine Bear. Like there was some stuff that happened in the ambulance scene that was like horrifying. I remember the ambulance scene, and I remember being very like ice. Spoiler alert: There's like a like like that stretcher thing. I saw the stretcher fall off and hit the ground. That like that was horrible. That was. Okay, so maybe you saw more than I. I think I think there was some other stuff you missed, but regardless, Cocaine Bear, stupid as you think, actually stupider than you think. More gory than you think, but, but somehow in terms of the plot, but somehow somehow, somehow elaborate and like I, I guess, I really liked it. I found it to be like poignant and heartfelt. And there was some very funny scenes, some very yeah, very funny it's, scenes. Yeah, it's it's truly an enigma, and I really didn't know what I was getting into, and I I frankly thought it would be like kind of funny and like dumb, but not like memorable, but. I think it's it, it it has it's unique. I think it's unique. It's so scary too. Yeah, it's scary. So it's 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 a it was a very strange viewing experience, but I I I do if you can handle it, I think it's worth watching. Yeah, and yeah, that's a film for, directed by a woman, by the way. And yeah, there we go. There we go. To, good good way to tie it all back to the very opening s- segment, basically. Period. I know. Damn, that was a mic drop moment from Sophie. Thank you. Thank you. Base News Network, the most feminist podcast on the planet. That's true. It's true. The movie was a fiasco. <laughs> it, it, that's a great way to describe it because the bear was a woman it too. Was. It was a female bear. It was. It was. Yeah. It's a metaphor so. about female rage. Female rage, do not underestimate and... It's also female rage is also a good thing for society. Exactly. All right. Any last thoughts on anything, cocaine bear or anything else before we wrap it up? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. This was a really fun episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, TikTok users, we don't know what's going to happen, but brace yourself and maybe move, start using, moving over to other channels if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, everyone listening, Thanks so much for listening Thank and reviewing you. the podcast, which you've been doing. We we see you're doing that. And we really appreciate it. It means mm-hmm. a lot. We're getting Thank people you. recommended it in the algorithm, which is exactly what we want. So we'll really love and appreciate that. Follow Sophia and I on Twitter and Instagram. It's going to be in the description of the podcast episode. And <laughs> that's all I got to say. Based News Network. <laughs>